When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the five-minute basketball coaching podcast with our host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Before we jump into today's topic, uh, first, we'd love if you'd go leave a five-star review. We love those. But also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, We tell our players every day to work on their craft. Well, I'm challenging you today to work on your craft. Come over. Let me mentor you in becoming a better basketball coach. Teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's head off the podcast. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about um, different ways to make practice better. Super excited about this. If I look around, it's because I'm looking at my notes. But um, so I'm going to I'm going to start with a couple key things. First of all, I think in order to make practice better, you got to really empower your staff. Um, You know, you got to think of it as a as a well-oiled machine. Um, And, you know, your alignment and your clarity with what you want to get done and what the kids need to get done, uh, need to be, um, need to be outlined. Um, and you know, if, if, if we, we tend to break our staff up into, into small pieces, giving coaches specific players so they can build that relationship. So I think empowering your assistant coaches and something that I probably didn't do early in my career, I think is really important. Um, the next thing is when you provide, you know, you have to think about disrupting uh, how, how you disrupt this, the, the session um, and how you grow, you know, and and it's uh, you want the growth as in the players, but you want an explicit focus on things that you're going to do in practice, a clear vocabulary, a, f- a clear, quote unquote, Bible, Um and that if the players have clarity, the coaches will have clarity and more learning will go on. Um, and that, and that's, that kind of leads into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, the difference between teaching and learning. Um, you know, teaching is sometimes what I'm doing in my math class when I'm stopping things um, to explain a concept or a skill. Um, and, and to be honest with you, coaches probably do much, too much, too much teaching and, and there's not enough learning. The learning is the application of a specific skill. Um, and you know, how does the, the player learn that specific skill? Is it small sided games? Is it sending home a scout? Is it watching something at huddle? Um, so, you know, focus on reinforcing, um, specific things, um, and then I think as a coach, and this is something I'm going to really be working on is, is how do you judge success, you know, in practice? How, 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 how is it a success defined? Is it, is it outcome? Is it, 
you know, a specific time? Is it a specific um, mastery of a skill? Um, I think those are things, you know, where we try to keep things competitive so that we can, we can kind of keep track of um, that clarity. But I think that's something you really want to, you want to look at. Um, you do want, and again, this is something I'm going to really focus on. You really want to uh, build a, a community of uh, clarity and attentiveness um, that when things are being done or they're working on it, uh, and we try to do that by, by, try, by trying to keep practice moving. You know, you can do that both physically and mentally to build a culture of attentiveness. Um, you know, how, how you want them to interact with you. You know, when you ask questions, you're not asking yes or no questions. You're asking ones in which, you know, how, how can they be attentive and ready to go? And I, and I call on the players all the time. I have them repeat the drill. So they're being attentive and learning, just like in a classroom, you want them to, to be focused and not thinking about their geometry quiz and tomorrow or something, even though it, it, that's important. Um, they, and you have to think about practices, both being physically and mentally challenging. And I have found that it, it's not that you can't do both and you should do both in, in them. Um, but, you know, the, the mental part should really be high when the learning is happening, when they're learning a skill, acquiring a new skill. Um, I think that's when you really want to focus on the mental part. Um, and to be, it's hard when you're, especially when you're a high school coach, they've, they've been mentally uh, challenged all day, hopefully. Um, and then uh, correcting and, and critiquing are two different things, just, just like teaching and learning are. Um, Critiquing something what them what they did wrong, um, giving them the opportunity to without giving the opportunity to do anything better. Correcting is telling them what they did wrong, giving them a chance to correct it. So critiquing is what you hear coaches you did this wrong, but they don't have a chance to to correct it. You want to do more correcting versus critiquing. Uh, it's just that's as coaches that's what we want to do. Um, so the best way that I have found to critique my own coaching, <laughs> uh, actually correct my own coaching. Hopefully I'm not critiquing it, but to correct it is to video myself, to, to kind of see what I'm doing, um, record the audio. How am I interacting with the players? How am I, uh, um, how am I giving them opportunities to, to interact with their teammates? Um, inviting other people. And I did this, you know, I, I call them self scouts. Give yourself the ability to have a self scout. Those are so important. Um, but three things that you can do tomorrow in your practices is check for understanding, you know, did they learn it? Did they, did, did, is there data to prove that they learned how to drop step or do something like that? That's the first sense. Um, align feedback and teaching points, um, and then have them, have, have them have places in practice where they're, where they're having to make decisions, um, you know. Ask them questions like, what could we do differently? Look for input. So, you know, check for understanding, give feedback and teaching, you know, do a lot more correcting than critiquing. Um, and, you know, ask the players, ask the players, what do you like about practice? What do we need to do more of? What do we need to do less of? Um, if you do those things, everything, your practices are going to be better. They are going to be better lifelong learners and your teams are going to win more games, to be honest with you. So hopefully this is helpful. And talk soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.